0: <laughs> yeah, we need a new theme tune for these <laughs> these episodes. Welcome to the Chuck and Malcolm Variety Hour. <laughs> The rule is there
1: is no rules. Variety hour, love it. That just came to me too. I thought that was like
0: that's a brilliant. that's a good yeah. one. Tells you exactly what may or may not be. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the variety hour that that sums we, it up. Here, it's like we don't we, know. What's we happening. don't unscripted. Yep. You know, just. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Playback. Playback. And action. I <laughs> <laughs> can't, yeah, can't even. Can't. Good start. Good, Good start. start, man. Well done. <laughs> uh, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Creates podcast. My name is Alex Kratz, and today I have a very special episode. I have my friend Malcolm Cottle here, who you've had on the podcast before. You've heard this guy, but this time he joins me as a co-host, and this is really exciting. We're going to do some more co-hosting episodes where it's more of a chat between the two of us about different topics that we've been chatting about. Him and I talk a lot. Uh, So we're like, why not record some of this, these discussions? So Malcolm, welcome to the Anticreat Podcast, your first official co-hosting podcast.
1: Woo! I'm so excited to be here, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Like you said, too, like we've You know, we usually do like at least a weekly or biweekly like catch up and we talk about just like stuff that's happening to music and film and the industry as a whole. And it just seemed like, you know, you have this podcast platform that uh, is great and I listen to a lot. Why don't we just turn our conversations into podcast episodes and save yourself a little bit of work? Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
0: And, you know, since the beginning, uh, you've been – You've been gunning to get 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 in here. I can tell. Started out being interviewed, interviewed a couple times, then then hosted the podcast once, and now you're now you're actually an official co-host here. So.
1: Yeah, I weaseled my way yeah. in. Uh, you know, I think I was your first I was your your first first guest, guest on yep. the podcast, and then I was the first repeat yep. guest. And then I did the takeover, and now I'm just full-on yep. co-host. So you, you better watch your uh, back, Chuck. I'm coming government- for the whole thing. <laughs> no, before I know <laughs> it,
0: there's going to be episodes being posted, and I'm going to be like, how did he do that? <laughs> I didn't even do that episode. <laughs> Uh, you've also weaselled your way onto the uh, YouTube channel as well. You've been in a couple of videos That's now. True. Yeah, uh, I
1: did. I'm just the unofficial member of Anna Creates. Pretty know? much,
0: it's you're. It's coming to the point where it's like basically the official member at this point. But
1: I love it. Know, we're, we're that sounds there. great. You. You do all the hard work and I just show up and say things. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, great deal for you. I don't know about this. This deal here. Anyway, so today we wanted to talk about something that's been on Malcolm and I's mind for a while now. Uh, Because it seems to be a bit of a trend happening in the music industry um, and the video industry and and social media and YouTube specifically, um, but just in general, and that is the concept of live performance videos and live videos, because there's a lot of videos that are seeming to be coming out that that are branded as live, and yet... When you really look at them, and when you really like analyze them, and sometimes you don't have to analyze very deep, but you look at it and go, "That's not live." I don't think that's live. That's multiple takes. That's the you know it's impossible for the camera to do that. It's not a live video, or it's not a live performance, or whatever the case is. So, we've been kind of talking about this, and we we wanted to kind of question. What actually constitutes as live? What does live really mean and what is considered live? So, Malcolm, what your thoughts, what do you think is the problem and what's the actual like, (laughs) you know, what is live really? I think
1: you know and maybe that's just the question we're going to explore today too. I think it's it's important to say right at the beginning we don't have necessarily the answer and I don't think I have mm-hmm. the the clear-cut rule of like this is the like the minimum standard or the threshold of success of what constitutes a live video. I think you and I are just going to have a conversation back and forth of like what are because there's so many different things to consider too. It's like it's the video aspect, it's the audio aspect, the quality of it and you know it's kind of like recording too like a lot of people have a lot of different rules of like, oh, you know, drums can't be sampled because that's not the musician playing them technically. So I think it's, you know, I think this conversation is going to revolve mainly around just preferences totally. and taste. I don't think there's a a hard and fast rule that can say like this is what makes a video live or once you do this, your video can no longer be
0: live. Yeah, totally. Uh,
1: I think it's all personal preference. And for me, I have different standards for different people too. I guess that's the Mm -hmm. thing. Like if a friend of mine puts out a video that they say – is a like a live playthrough or a live take of something. Um, I'm not gonna have as high a standards for someone that is doing it sort of just as a hobby versus someone that is paid professionally to be a musician mm-hmm. and produces a video that they say is live, which is garbage, you know? Yeah, <laughs> which, like isn't uh, even a, a hint of live totally. So, yeah, I guess, um, now that that disclaimer is out of the way so that no one can read no us one can in the come comments. back on us yeah it's a, <laughs> it's a
0: very gray area and and I, I think so yeah I think what we're trying to kind of get at here today is is discussing what we think the boundaries are for our standards and our thoughts and what yeah. we kind of have noticed and you know, there obviously there is no rule. There's a lot of it's marketing, but uh, <laughs> but True. you know, just some thoughts because if, you know I, I do see a lot of people commenting on different videos and stuff that say this is amazing, and it's like, but it's not live. <laughs> like, do you realize that? <laughs> like,
1: mm-hmm. you know, and maybe that's the maybe that's the crux of the problem too. Is I just don't like being lied to, mm-hmm. and I think maybe that's where a lot of people feel um, you know when they when they don't like drum samples or when they don't like editing on a record or anything like that I think people just feel like they've been um, lied to totally or, you know been deceived and maybe that's and that's the thing for me too like if you put that live word in the title I have certain expectations of what I'm enjoying and what I'm listening to totally so to me that's the problem here is I've just seen a lot of examples lately of you know, videos claiming of major label artists claiming that, like, you know, this was a live performance of such and such a song. And it's and I'm listening to it, I'm like, n- no, like this can't have been live because these camera angles are impossible. If you actually did this mm-hmm. in a one take live like this, like there's no interference in any of the microphones like there were, what was the one we were watching? Uh, the Justin Bieber one yes. in Paris, the live in like, Paris, on a rooftop,
0: roof, they're on a
1: rooftop and you don't hear any wind. In any microphone yep. the entire time, and it's that's suspicious. And here's why that's suspicious, and why I can say that's suspicious. Because contrast that with uh, architects who did a video for uh, "Dying Is Absolutely Safe," yep. and they did it at Middleton Farms um, in the UK. And the in my favorite part of that video, which is like has nothing to do with the actual music, but there's there's points when the music gets pretty chopped down, like it's just the 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 strings and in uh, and the lead vocalist. If you listen really closely, you can hear the floorboards creak mm. as the cameraman moves through the the room. It's right. a one take, so that's a big thing, too. It's like that video was a one take, so that's how you kind of know it's like, oh, this might be, like, live-er. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's just that little detail. It's like as he moves around this old wooden floor, you actually hear it creak if you pay attention in the quiet sections. Totally. Now, contrast that with Justin Bieber's video where – They're on a rooftop in a major metropolitan area, and you don't hear any, like, street noise. You're not hearing any wind in the microphones, nothing. It's pretty perfect. So to me, like, knowing that and and that kind of attention to detail makes me kind of feel like, then why are you claiming this is live when clearly you did multiple takes, you Definitely probably did overdubs, yeah, some replacement later, like just like why are you trying to convince me this is live when the evidence isn't really showing that to me? And again, too, I don't claim to actually know if that video was shot live. I don't maybe they have some really magic producer that got their hands on those multi-tracks and totally. was able to eliminate wind yeah. <laughs> because like nothing even has like a wind uh, shield on it like there's no muffs on any of the nothing. mics or anything yeah. like that so maybe there's just a magic producer out there that I need to meet but <laughs> yeah. um, I think that's the problem for, for, uh, for this trend where more and more artists are doing quote-unquote live videos but it feels a little deceitful it's like I think you're just putting the live title in there and I guess maybe that's the question why do you think there is this upward trend of live videos what are what are these major major label artists trying to prove? Why are they going in this direction? Is it to create more authenticity? But then they're like afraid to actually put themselves out there enough to have mistakes and perfections and everything like that. Cause that's the thing. It's like we live in a in a music industry right now that is perfect. Yeah. Everything is perfect. Everything is pitch corrected, all everything is quantized, you know, for a record and everything like that. And it seems like everyone is so afraid to step outside of perfection now. Yeah. Maybe that's why is that we're trying to, you know, some artists are trying to regain some of that authenticity with these live videos, but maybe they're not ready to actually commit to it. Yeah. I don't know. What I've, do you think?
0: Part of me part of me, at first thought it was an excuse to make a smaller, low budget or easier piece of content that they could claim as live. Don't have to like really mm. edit everything. Don't have to make it a record. Don't have to take six months to make it, you know, mm-hmm. and they get another Shot to release a song because you can do a live version sure. of a song that's already out. You can do multiple, frankly, of live at this They've studio, live decades. in Paris, yeah. live wherever, right? Yeah. So,
1: live right at BBC One, you know, exactly, and different
0: <laughs> yeah. versions of it if they want to strip it down or whatever the case is. And I love seeing that the different renditions of it, but I don't love when it's said that it's live. And you know, some of these videos are so well produced that. Mm -hmm. the excuse of, oh yeah, it's just easier. Yeah. I don't know if it is because some of them are just so well done that it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, I don't know if it's, if it's any easier. And that being said, there is some amazing technology out there that could probably get rid of a lot of wind. And like the post world has been doing this forever. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's possible for sure. Uh, Maybe not to that extent, but The thing that also bugs me is it's a live performance and you look behind the singer or even at the singer. And this is something I noticed in that Justin Bieber one as well. Um, And this is obviously this is not just Justin Bieber. I'm not just ripping him (laughs) him apart.
1: But that was just a (laughs) very clear one. Being Stratford boys, we always are (laughs) are ready to take a swing. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, But you look you look and the like the drummer and the keyboard player and the guitar player they're not even playing the right stuff through almost half the video like their strums don't line up yeah. the guy's not playing the right cymbal or hi-hat or beat like and it's blatantly obvious to me it's mm-hmm. like that's not even like kind of off time that's like the wrong part so yeah is you know is that what's going on? And, and you, you can see the singer is singing in the front foreground and the drummer's playing the wrong thing in the background, which means mm-hmm. they didn't do multiple takes and just cut something and moved it. Like, it's not that because theoretically it should be the same song every time that they play, which means they should know the parts, which means they should be playing mm-hmm. at least the cymbal versus the hat or something. Right. But yeah. but you see it, it's like totally wrong and that doesn't make any sense to me
1: and, and that jumped out to me too right away and my first instinct was like oh maybe it was a bad video editor that just didn't know what they mm. were doing and or just didn't take the time to pay attention to like which which comp take was used. right but then at the same time it's just like well how many times did they comp it if it's this off because right. like, these are professional musicians they don't just get anybody to do these sessions these are people that know how to play so like the totally. chances of those fills being like that astronomically different every single time is kind of low, I think. Yes. Um, and it, it just calls into question, just like, well, then what was the point of doing this? Like, what was the point of going to all of this effort to bring mm. all of these musicians and all this gear up to <laughs> the yeah. roof of a Parisian you know, apartment or building or whatever, and putting in all this effort, and then being like, oh, it's a live performance, and then eliminating everything that was live about it. I guess totally. that's my thing, is that like especially for major, major label artists, like they have the money and they have the resources to get professional people to come in and just rip it apart, you know, like just totally yeah. nail every take without blinking an eye. But then they go to all this trouble to like strip it down and like, you know, redub and replace and, you know, um, cut it all apart. And it's just like, why? Like, yeah, that's what I don't understand. I don't understand that trend with major label artists. And totally. uh, why go to all that effort if you're just going to like, I don't know, just release a new studio version of it then. Yeah, that's exactly. If to do with it.
0: And and the thing is, is, is some <laughs> don't people... do call it live. Yeah. Some people might say, you know, oh, the musicians, Jay, just if it's a new version and they've been playing the real version with them, then, you know, it's a, they had to, they didn't have time to learn it. They just did it. So if they did multiple takes, they might not have done the same thing. And it's one take. And mm-hmm. Them. Mm-hmm. To me, those musicians are amazing and they nail it in one take and they can continue to do the same thing again and again. And again. They're they're phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So they know what they played, which means they could do it again. Like the top of tier musicians, they can play like that. So that's mm-hmm. not a thing that's happening, um, which is what makes it even more confusing <laughs> to, to me. But yeah. how, so what do you think, how much actual uh, post-production can, can happen for it to be a live take like there's you know maybe a band goes and does a live take and keeps one take but does a couple different takes of video to chop it on so that Mm -hmm. the video is a little bit more you know different angles that aren't possible but but technically the audio is one take or do you expect to see one take of video that is the same take of audio and like where's the line for that or what are your thoughts on on the differences in that?
1: Yeah, I think that's, what's, that's the kind of the question we're circling right now. Um, I guess to me, less is more. So mm-hmm. to me, it's, it's going to be much more authentic the less you do to it. Yep. Um, I, if, if anyone asked me without, without the context of this conversation, like, what is a live performance? I would say, oh, a musician on a stage playing everything you hear one time right in front of you. Yep. To me, that's live, you know, um, without getting into like backing tracks and all that kind of uh, jazz. To me, that's that's a live performance is yep. a musician on a stage uh, doing a single performance of a song for you right in front of your eyes. So to me, that's where you start. And then I think your threshold for how comfortable you feel calling something live kind of just starts going down from there totally um so to me a truly live video would have to be sort of a one take audio at bare minimum mm-hmm. um now i know a lot of people like doing kind of like four takes and then comping them together i think that's fine for the most part um it starts becoming less and less live i think every time you comp something in though yeah um but i think overall that's okay and i think for the most part you could still call that a live video um Without, you know, disrupting <laughs> mm-hmm. the world just yet. Yeah. Um, to me, uh, live, you can't do any quantization in post. To me, okay. that's a hard and fast line for myself. Um, fixing a little, like fixing one hit here and there, I wouldn't mind. But like if you're taking you know a live performance and then you're quantizing, gridding the whole thing and then releasing it and saying, look, live. That I think is inauthentic. I think you're kind of lying there. Mm. Um, I would I would personally draw a line there, and I think that's different too than just like oh, there's just this one hit where the band didn't quite you know hit the downbeat altogether, and you like just like judged that a little bit. Yeah, I think that would be fine. But yeah, I think if you're taking the whole session and quantizing it, then it's not live anymore because you're not really feeling it how the band is feeling it, and yep. that. And again, I have a totally different perspective. If you're making a record, you know, totally, um, yeah, yeah, completely different philosophy. If you're making a record, but for live, yeah, I think it's like how well can these people actually play together, mm-hmm. um, and what does that sound like? Uh, to me, that's kind of the hard and fast line. Yeah. Um, the, the, you know, and there's a question with video too. I don't really know. Cause I, on a, as a videographer, I would want multiple takes to get multiple angles right. and, and stuff like that. But I do think that, you know, then you're kind of getting into comping a little bit because you can use multiple video takes, but if you don't have like that performance of the audio, some things just aren't going to line up and it's like, well, there, what was the point of having that, that angle mm-hmm. for video if I can't even use it because they never did the same thing twice, you right, know, right. from that perspective, if you will, um, so I don't know where I sit necessarily on the video thing. I think less is more. I think if you can do it all in one take, I think mm. that is truly live for right. me. Right. Um, but then I, I guess there's also the philosophical question. If if I can't watch it while you do it, is it live?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> it's interesting you say that because dev- playing devil's advocate and what mm. in my head when, when you say that in terms of, you know, Quantizing it is not live anymore. I can I can agree with that to a degree, but mm. I would rather have a video that was filmed and um, recorded live, one take, quantized and put out, than mm. having one take that was quantized or not, Actually, let's go with not, not quantized, Mm -hmm. but then they added a double guitar, and then they added this, and they overdubbed Mm. that, and they maybe patched up a piece or two, and then they added background vocals later, and a bunch of stuff you don't see in the video. Technically, the live take is 100% accurate underneath all that, but to me, that's no longer a live performance anymore, as much as a slightly edited, quantized version of the actual live performance. I think Hmm. that's better to me then way yeah. overdubbed stuff.
1: I I mean yeah, if if you're kind of giving me like a red pill blue pill scenario, I would definitely pick quantized, but everything I see is everything I hear. Right. Um if that's if if that's your blue pill, <laughs> yeah, for example. No, yeah. Um but uh no, I definitely agree with you there too. I think for it to be live, I have to be able to see everything that's actually happening mm-hmm. and nothing added in later. Yeah. And like I I know between genres that can get a little fuzzy because totally. like Um, like a lot of like pop, R&B, hip hop use backing tracks, Yeah, even like for live concert performances. And I think that's fine for the most part, but like there's, I think there's a difference between a backing track that was part of the session that they did and then adding more guitars later because you didn't like how the guitar turned out in that supposedly live session. Um, and you know, I, and I don't think that would apply to someone like uh, like a drummer doing a playthrough of mm-hmm. like a live playthrough of one of their songs, where the drummer's playing to the to the records instrumental without yeah. drums, and then they're recording new drums over it. Like, I don't think that yeah. um, would be inauthentically live because it's a live drum playthrough. You're there to see the drums, but yes. if they added like more drums afterwards that weren't actually played <laughs> in that supposedly live session, yeah, as oddly as odd as that would be, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, uh, that's a really interesting point, actually, um, sort of the overdubbing and the kind of added things in there. Yeah. Um,
0: to me, that's where it becomes more inauthentic than a little bit of editing. I think if I can't see it mm-hmm. and it didn't get played live, with exceptions, obviously, of certain pop artists and stuff where it is what it like that half of the track mm-hmm. is has to be a backing track because you can't have 20 synths playing at the same time yeah. that make up the sound. So, like, I get it. Um, but if I, you know, have the backing track and then I see drums and a guitar, I want to hear those a little bit louder with the singer than, you know, just hearing mm-hmm. it all perfectly mixed and I don't actually hear the real drums. It's they're playing an acoustic kit and yet I hear a digital kit eh, that maybe like that doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me either. I want to hear what I'm seeing. But I, yeah. yeah, I don't think to me. You know, I want to I want to actually see what you're doing. And if you want to do it live and you want to do a new version of it with, you know, the the orchestra or something, I love those. I want to see mm-hmm. the orchestra then. Like, have them there. Be playing, you know. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, that that's kind of where you have to keep that going. Um, now, is there a different way that should be differentiating these then? Because... Is it a live, like a live video? Does that mean that they recorded mm-hmm. it all perfectly and then filmed the video in one take? That's a live video, but the audio is not live. Is it yeah. a stripped down version where there's less things, but it's still edited, so it's a different version? Is it a like a playthrough is a different thing to me because a drum playthrough, mm-hmm. like you said, if, if it's a drum playthrough and they have the drummer and then they quantize just the drummer on top of the track to make it line up perfectly, well, then that's... That's not the kind of live drum playthrough I want to see, because mm-hmm. that's inauthentic. I'm I'm here to see you play the drums live, yes. with all your little mistakes or not mistakes. But you know that's a a different thing as well, to me, because all mm-hmm. depending on what the content is, in a way, it has a different Yay. threshold. Do you, <laughs> t- to me? Yeah,
1: and maybe and maybe that's kind of what we're driving at here is that just the, the is just that the word lo- live is used so liberally it seems yeah. that maybe we just need but maybe you know Maybe that in and of itself, too, is a little, like, classist because, like, everything needs to have its own specific label so you know exactly what it is. Like, this isn't metal. This is <laughs> metalcore gent. You know, like, that kind of stuff where, like, yeah. you have to subgenre everything. I'm a, I'm a little hesitant to maybe go down that road too quickly. Yeah. Um But at the same time, maybe you're right. Like, maybe we do need um different titles for these different kinds of things that indicate what's actually going on. Cause that's the thing too, is I always open the description and there's never anything in the description about like what was done. And that's something I've started doing with my own videos is if I use drum samples, if I quantize, if I, um, if it's a comped take, I've started just adding that to the description right. just to be really open and honest about it. Because it's like, I think there's a lot of people that just like, can't believe what they're seeing mm-hmm. and, and, put these really high thresholds on themselves of success that can't physically be achieved because they don't have the same resources and the same, you know, money that can be spent to make it sound as good as it possibly can sound with all these different parameters. Right. So maybe that's it. I think uh, I would just like to see a little bit more authenticity and a little bit more honesty. Um, when these kind of videos are putting out, like if you use drum samples, just Admit it. Just be like you know these these drums include uh, sample replacement or sample mm. augmentation. These drums have been quantized, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and maybe that would help with the live situation too. Because I mean, even getting back to the uh, the architects example, the Abbey Road session they did for Animals is a lot different than the middle um, uh, the Middleton Farms right um, uh, studio session because like that was clearly like a one take um, live. Session yep. at, um at um for the uh, dying is uh, absolutely safe, but yes. the animal session. I mean, like that was clearly like multiple takes. Like they they comped that thing together and made it sound as good as it possibly could. Yeah. Um. You can even just tell from the video work. Like there's close-ups for some people, and then it would it'll it'll be like a close-up on the singer or the violin player, and then it'll go to a wide. And there's no camera right in front of that person's face. Right. So it's like okay, like this has clearly <laughs> yeah. been like chopped and comped together. Yeah yeah you know, and it's to me there's there's a difference between those two sessions. I personally, I think one is more live than the other totally. um but it's just it, yeah, I don't know man. that being it's, it's said, both tell.
0: of them also sound live in terms of his vocal is not so mm-hmm. processed and tuned, and he's off. He's not perfect, which makes mm-hmm. me go, yeah, that's that's authentically live in that way because yeah. otherwise they would have just pitch corrected the whole thing. But they didn't. They clearly did not, because he is not perfect. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, even for the animals one, they, that, they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. But, yes, there's obviously clearly, for at least the video, it's definitely yeah. got some different takes on it that are, you know, because it's, it's mm-hmm. impossible. Some of the camera angles yeah. don't, can't happen, so...
1: I think I think for for me that's it. Is like if you're gonna say live, I really don't want to see much editing done. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see much quantizing. I don't want to see much pitch correction. I want to see like what you can do. Um, if I had a if I had a, a a total preference, it would be that if you're gonna release a video that you claim is live, my preference would be that it's one take synced with one take video. Mm-hmm unquantized unpitch corrected that yeah. would be, if if i if i if you were going to ask me point blank and force me to answer that would be my preference but that being said i am okay with like a comped live take just to get more video and just to get like you know a couple kicks at the can, especially if you're just doing one song as opposed to like mm. a full set, yeah, um, like you would like on a live tour, yeah. But to me, what really breaks a live video, uh, kind of getting back to that, is is yeah, when you're starting to edit the the timing of everything and edit the the pitch performance of everything. To me, that's that's kind of when you're you're losing the live at that point because yes, you're you're you're, you're using studio tricks, which again, I have no problem with that for an album, because, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of the point is to to get a perfect rendition of this piece of art that you've created. I have no problem with that. But if if you're gonna say it's live, damn bro, it better be live. You better yeah. be actually able to pull it off. And I think that's my and I think that gets back to our little discussion on authenticity is I, I think you're being dishonest if you're saying that this is live. This is you Cause when mm-hmm. you say live, you kind of imply that like, this is you unperfected yeah, and you're that good. Like you better be that good. Like you better be Freddie Mercury when he hits the stage. If you're going to say, yeah, this is me live. You know what I mean? Like Yeah.
0: And damn. to me, like I agree with you. I think it should be one take with the actual players and the actual things that are happening, not mm-hmm. overdubbed, not pitch corrected. I'm okay with the odd bit of timing. That's okay to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Because the thing is, is it's that borderline of, if, you're, if you go watch a live show, it's not perfect, but you hear mm-hmm. it once, and by the time the note passes that's wrong, you've forgotten about it because you've moved on, and you're never going to hear it yeah. again. Whereas a record, that has all the perfection put into it because you're going to hear it over and over and over and over and over again. So that makes sense, exactly. too. These are in that middle area where...
1: Right it's a live yeah, performance, yeah. but
0: yet you're still going to listen to it over and over again. So to me, I'm okay with a few tweaks because it's like, mm-hmm. I I want it to be a little bit more just, I don't want to listen to it. And every time there's a completely wrong botched area, that's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. like the band didn't yeah. do, like, could you really have not done any better? Like, I'd rather just yeah. think you could have. one blemish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because typically it's like a great take. But there's one, Mm -hmm. like you said, one little blemish in there. And that band could probably play it perfectly and can play that part really well and can probably do Mm -hmm. it. But no matter what, you're never going to get one take that's exactly perfect like a record. For everybody, no. For everybody. (laughs) And there's going to be some discrepancies here and there depending on what's going on and, and, you know, the different parts and whatever. But the really bad stuff where where you miss the downbeat or I don't know. If everything else is so great about the take, mm-hmm. fine. Just just make that a little bit better. That's fine. That's okay. Um,
1: yeah, and I and I think everyone can relate to that. You know, mm. um, I everyone's had that in an, in an actual live performance of just like oh that was almost perfect, but I was just a little late exactly. on this one note or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it's just a little flat and like you know, but like. Again too that's that's life that's humanity I think yeah. that's the stuff that like is sort of missing a little bit I think in the industry is just those little tiny mistakes that just make us human yeah um that capture a moment in time too I guess that's the thing is yeah like, everything can't be perfect and like you can capture a moment in time it's like oh you were ninety nine percent there <laughs> like totally most people can only get eighty percent there, you yeah. know so. But we beat ourselves up about like the one tiny thing without, you know, and that's the weird thing is like, you'll beat yourself up about that 1% mistake, but not celebrate the 99% victory. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The interesting thing, do do you think this is starting to happen a little bit more where, you know, like you said, when you put out a video and it's, I mean, obviously it's a little more specific in your case to drum playthroughs or drum videos where it's sampling and quantizing and. Like Mm -hmm. you don't put, not everybody's going to put out a live video of the whole band and then very specifically say it was not sampled, but Mm -hmm. on drum playthroughs where that's the point, I get that. And you're, you know, you are putting that in there and other people that are actually doing it live, like drum playthrough videos and stuff, they're saying the same thing. They have little disclaimers like Chris Turner and stuff where it's, they're very Mm -hmm. upfront and also proud of the fact that they played it with no quantizing, with no samples, with no whatever. And But that's kind of the point. Do you think that it's going in that way where the people that are actually doing it authentically are actually putting it in the descriptions? It's just we're not seeing a hell of a lot of authentic stuff. <laughs> so they don't put it in the descriptions. Because if just Meber did it actually live, I'm sure they would have made a bigger deal about it in the description yeah. and in, than just live video, right? Like... I-
1: yeah, I I think you're right. I think that's how you can tell is is the people that are making a big deal about it are the ones pushing themselves to do something like that. Like Chris Turner like everything he's been putting out lately is very like there are no samples. This right. is unquantized. This is one take. Like it's very in your face about it exactly. because he's he's abnormal now. Like that's not the norm. He's a he's a departure from from the standard by doing that. So it's kind of his thing to advertise that. Um, no, I think you're right. I think the less the less you see, the less you can trust, honestly. Right. Like, if they're not being very upfront with those things, I think it's it's kind of a tip to be like, eh, it's probably not as real as you would like it to be. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and that's a shame, I guess. That's a shame. And I guess that's the thing, too, is like, if, you know, if you're a major label artist, like, you're making good money and your job is to be an artist, mm-hmm. like... To me, that's just kind of sad. And it's kind of sad that you have that low of a um, – I don't know what you would call it, but um, the, that low of an expectation for yourself mm-hmm. to be good at your craft and to push yourself to be a leader in your craft and in your industry. To me, that's that's just a little sad. Like I'm, I'm a nobody. Like I'm not influencing anybody. I'm just yeah. doing stuff because I want to do it. So like I don't think – I am hurting the industry at all by
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know quantizing my drums or or a sample replacement or anything like that. I'm just trying to experiment and try different things. I'm not a leader in the industry, but if you are a leader in the industry, I think you I think it's sad that not enough artists are pushing themselves to to, to do just that have basic levels of expectation for themselves to be better to lead the industry and Yeah. You know, they're doing it musically a lot. I think not Mm. all of them, but I think there's plenty of artists that you could cite, you know, that are leading the industry in terms of, like, musical innovation, but not – it seems like performance innovation is really falling by the wayside. And I think there's a whole conversation that can be had about that in terms of, like, the way the industry works right now, like – you don't have you know you don't have time to take a year to bust out like the most inc- like to practice write and practice the most beautiful incredible vocal performance of your lifetime. Mm-hmm. You have enough time to get off tour for a week, <laughs> to yeah. you know get off social media for a day, get in the studio, bust out enough vocals that they can then tune it, chop it together, and you have a good song that you can yeah. continue your career on. That I get, but. Again, too, it's just one of those things, like if you're going to throw live on a video, if you're going to say that this is a live performance of the video, I think you just need to bring a certain expectation for yourself and a certain willingness to be vulnerable, a Mm -hmm. willingness to be a little bit more exposed and say, like, I'm not perfect, but I want to show you what I can do. Yes. Given all the tricks of the trade all the ability to hide and augment and perfect and all that if if you if you're if you're saying you're going to release a live video i think you just need to have a little enough of the integrity and willingness to expose yourself enough to say like this is what i can actually do given one shot yep. to to belt my heart out because if you go to school for music, that's what you have to do. Totally. I mean, if you have juries at the end of every year, you get one take to do <laughs> your juries. You got five songs. You've been practicing for four months every day for hours. You get up on a stage in front of four other professors of music, and you mm-hmm. got one shot to play those five songs for them. And then they judge you and give you a grade, even though you're paying to do all of this. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a professional musician, we're paying you to do all of this. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's uh, that's just I don't know. Maybe that's just my own bias from my own experience, too. But I don't know. That's where I'm coming from with it all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, the thing that that it makes me think about is people claim things when it's good for them, but they don't like to Mm. promote when they do things that's not like people look down on samples and look down on editing. People aren't going to promote. This is live, but we edited it. They're not going to say that, Mm -hmm. which is why I like when artists like Chris Turner. And frankly, I'm trying to think of other ones that have, that do a lot of this and there's not a ton. So maybe this, I don't know, but they, they, they don't want to proclaim stuff and go, well, it's live except for these things. So I like when artists like Chris Turner (laughs) say it's, this is what I didn't do. And that's what you're frankly Mm going to get is this is what I didn't actually do to this. Um, Now, the interesting thing that I, that I, makes me think about is is this whole thing actually diluting the real talent in some of these artists maybe they're self-conscious about it i don't know but for instance um i I saw a video of Billie eilish she did a a a video that was live for some show or something and it was her and her brother playing guitar singing in the middle of the desert where they filmed the video for um what song was it? Your power. That's the one. And mm-hmm. they were in the middle of the desert and they had set up this little stage and it was the two of them singing or doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And that's all you heard. That's all you saw. It was branded as live. There was the odd bit of wind, mm-hmm. suspiciously little, amounts, but it was there. <laughs> so I got to give them that. They at least left it in or, or the suppression didn't grab all of it or whatever it was. Mm hmm. But the bit of wind that I heard, I was like, I mean, you know how Billie Eilish sings; she's very quiet. I'm thinking, oh, listen to this, gosh, going, I "Okay, can't a 58." Her like live tech. Oh my god! I, yeah, I <laughs> just, just just imagine being the guy that has to just like crank, crank. the gay knob yeah, every time every. she goes into those whisper seconds, <laughs> <laughs> which is the whole song half the time. But which is the whole song? Yeah, yeah. But in this video, they she had a 58 and. Okay. That the, Those mics are not notoriously high gain, so it obviously got cranked because she. you can hear every little mouth noise and everything, like is her style. There's an odd bit of wind noise mm-hmm. here and there, and when you see the wind really rustling her clothes. Um, but even with that, I'm looking at it going, the wind that's rustling your clothes would, would be way more uh, audible than what mm-hmm. I'm hearing right now. So is this not mm-hmm. live? And it's been... Uh, put in there or what because the guitar looks about right that I followed his hand. I've watched it a number of times and I followed his hand. It seems to line up really well. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, this, that looks authentic. He's singing the high part. He's not perfect. She's really good. And I know she's a good vocalist and they don't tune her vocals on her records and she does it right. And they, they comp, but they don't tune it. And, but Mm -hmm. when I look at this video, it makes me kind of go, is this live or not? And it actually makes me, um, it, fe- it feels like it's diluting her actual talent because she could have done it actually mm. live and it probably could sound mm. basically the same, but it seems like it's, they're trying to hide something to me because of, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like the wind noise and like the cameras going all over the place and I'm like, okay, wait a minute, that would be a drone, which means how, is that possible? You would hear a drone noise. Like
1: yeah, you'll hear a drone. Yeah. That's, that's,
0: that's you what cut out. exactly you, you can't get away from that. So to me, I'm like, is this actually, and this is kind of with everybody else. Justin Bieber's a great singer. Architects are great, but because they're doing these little trickery things, is it actually diluting the real talent that they really do have? And we know they have, mm. I get it when it's mm-hmm. a, not a good uh, singer and they, Manipulate, but when they are, it's like just leave in some of the stuff. I want to hear your little bits because you are really close. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. is it diluting it? Do you think?
1: I think it is a little bit. I don't know. What do you think? You you raise the question. I'll I'll throw it back to you first.
0: Yeah, I, to me it is. To me, okay. I see really talented people. I see really talented artists doing these live videos where i'm like oh that's great and then it's like this is way too polished what are you trying to hide why are you trying to hide this Mm -hmm. um yeah and of course it's major labels and stuff so you know i'm kind of like well who who decided is the artist behind this is the are the suits behind this what's happening Big
1: question too is is who is making the because like this is happening frequently enough as we've identified that it calls into question like who is making this decision i can't all be the artists that are saying that like no they're fine um you know process it like you would a record like yeah. even though it's a live video mm-hmm. i don't know Do you, uh, i don't know if it's the artists i don't know if it's the uh, the mixers and the engineers that just don't want to deal with like the headache of the extra work that i think live does take to make it sound competitive still i don't know if it's the executives and they're just trying to keep up with trends. You know mm. what I mean? Because like, I think, you know, cause that's a, That's a word you hear a lot in like internet culture is authenticity. You know, it's um, people like YouTube channels that are less produced and just sort of like someone just doing a talking head at a camera. Like people like that a lot yeah, because they feel like it's more authentic and it's less produced and less, um, you know, fabricated. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same, and you know, and you kind of hear that with podcasts too. I do like podcasts a lot that are unscripted that are just sort of people just talking about a subject like we're doing right now. Yeah. So maybe maybe it's, it's just the uh, the industry trying to keep up with those sort of authenticity trends and saying it's live and giving the aesthetic of live makes it feel more authentic, um, Authentic, but you don't have the risk of failure and the risk of right. anything going wrong because you're still processing it like it's a real record. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, think it, I think it does hurt the I, – I don't know. I don't look at those artists the same way after they produce something like that. I kind of go, oh, that's disappointing. You're not actually willing to put yourself out there and – show me what you actually got, you're going to still just hide behind these tricks and definitely not going to spend my money to go see you like live in concert because I wouldn't
0: believe what I'm hearing.
1: (laughs) I would be skeptical of what I'm hearing because you can't even do it here. So in a pretty safe and tame environment.
0: (laughs) Totally. And my my other thing uh, is, is it, to me it is, but is it hurting real talent in ways like, Right now, it's kind of, for the average listener, they may not notice these things. You and I listen to this and look at it and go, the camera couldn't have been here. the ultimate and question? Is, does, I hear does anyone the, care
1: about this other than us? Or does anyone care? I know. <laughs> this is just you and me that just have this hang up. And Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of messages on Twitter going, uh, yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I didn't know that was an issue. Um, yeah. <laughs> but... But so so what I mean is is these artists are doing these live performances and they're making them sound like a record. And then you have bands that mm-hmm. actually can do this, uh, such as the mm-hmm. Chris Turners, such as my favorite is Snarky Puppy. The mm-hmm. some of those records are phenomenal, and they are live. There is no way you can hear the little itsy bitsy mistakes they they are very open about the fact that they didn't know what the song was when they played it um like Mm -hmm. there's there's some of that stuff and those guys are phenomenal musicians and they are so good that it does sound like a record when it's when it's just recorded a live take it sounds phenomenal and you Mm -hmm. know larnell lewis the drummer in in snarky puppy on on my favorite record um he like he plays into the the processing and whatever's on his drums to make recorded drums sound like recorded drums (laughs) um so he plays into that and he plays with it and same with all the other members in that band so they can authentically do it and it is live and it 100 Mm percent can be because you see the cameramen walking around you see it it's you can see the people in the audience because they have like people in the the one uh it's a dvd version of the cd and that's how they recorded it you can hear it yeah, a, I
1: think it was like a Minel session or something like that, because channel has been doing a lot of those.
0: Yeah. Um, it, no, no, no. This is their really, older stuff. This was one of their oh, records. Really? Like Their records was actually recorded with a little audience in a studio. Wow. And oh, that's cool. the record that came out. That. And they have a DVD version of it as well, so you can see it. And it's authentically that wow. way. And there's a lot of improvisation and stuff. So there is no way they could redo it and mimic it because it's purely like there's so much improvisation in there. It's fascinating to watch, frankly, but they can do it. That's ballsy. I know, but they're good. They're so good. So good. (laughs) Just like, and they can do it. And, but my problem is, is that now the average listener who may not think about these other things, see live session and then see that and think they're on the same level. When they're mm-hmm. not
1: <laughs> in yeah.
0: actual talent.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, I think you're making a good point here. Um, and I, I agree with it. I mean, short answers. I, I Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. It's harder for really high caliber musicians to rise to the top in, mm. in that sort of a situation when – you, there's just no way to distinguish yourself. you know it used yeah. to kind of be that like if you did more live stuff, if you kind of highlighted the fact that you were less edited or less this or that, then like that was a way to rise to the top. but you know, I think now it's it's the, the, a lot of these the making of these live videos is creating an environment where they're they're sort of allowing major label artists that can't compete with those kind of caliber mm. of musicians fake that they are. And, yes. I, yeah, and I don't know, I, I hate saying the word fake because I don't know for a fact, and that's totally I can I can just use my knowledge and experience to critically review what I'm seeing. But there's just some stuff that's just like, uh, why would you call this live? It's not. Like yeah. it's just like, this isn't live. This was clearly redone a couple times or was from separate takes um, and you know, judged in In post or whatever. And yeah, I think think you're right, though. I think for musicians that do have those skills and those capabilities, uh, it's harder and harder for them to rise to the top Mm -hmm. because of their skill level, because uh, they're sort of making it look like most Mm -hmm. major label artists do this as well. Yeah, they don't.
0: And I think to, you know, moving forward, I think that artists who do have talent should embrace the um, writing it down, putting it in the descriptions, putting it being very open about what was not was done or was not done. <laughs> um, because, you know, the snarky puppy record that came out, whatever, 15, 10, 15 years ago. And um, it doesn't say anywhere that it's live. It doesn't say anywhere that, you know, it, it's very not promoted that that's the case. Mm. And nowadays, yeah. they I feel like they probably would and they'd be way more transparent about it and they'd be way more obvious about it because it actually would help differentiate them. And I hope that more musicians actually embrace be, that and, yeah. and don't act like it's just tooting their own horn, <laughs> but is a genuine like, here is, this is real, like, or this is yeah, what I did. It's whatever, a genuine it's way to
1: stand out
0: yeah Mm -hmm. i really think
1: and i think a lot of drummers are starting to embrace that now too because so many um there's just been so much criticism of uh drum quantization and drum sample replacement yeah there's just been so much criticism of that and so much um feeling of loss by so many people programming drums now as opposed to even getting a real drummer even in the room at any point so the drummers that can actually play this stuff and actually do do it like are promoting themselves pretty hard. Like the mm. Alex Rudingers, the, um, uh, the Chris Turner's, um, Anoop Satri, like those kind of yeah. guys are all the mental, all the minor guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or the Benny Greb, you know, like Benny Greb is another great example. Or even Matt Halpern. Like, I know yeah. that, like, I've watched a lot of videos of Nolly mixing and talking yeah. about Matt Halpern's drums. And he really says, he's like, yeah, we use samples, but they're really just to sort of like make the big hits really hit. Right. Um, Matt's hitting them anyway. Yeah. Um, they're just kind of their supplemental stuff. And they're pretty honest about that. So, yeah, I think it's becoming a trend. Um, at least with drummers, I've, I've definitely been seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, the drummer from Straight from the Path, he has his own podcast um, as well. And he's a real purist, too. Like, he hates quantization and he hates right. uh, sample replacement. Right. Um, and he's kind of leading the charge there, too. Like, he reviews uh, uh, his podcast and channels called The Downbeat. Oh,
0: okay. um,
1: And he uh, goes on YouTube and just does, like, live streams of him just, like, watching playthroughs and be like, oh, this is fake. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so just like yeah. I mean, it's nice playing, but that's uh, uh, you know, it's nothing real, nothing real about it. It's yeah. not natty, not natty. <laughs> you know, yeah. I find them very, very entertaining. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're seeing that trend of of people that are willing to put in the work yeah. um, to get those results are are sort of willing to brag about it and willing yep. to use that as a marketing and a selling point for their art because. It's ironic if you yep. really think about it, though, that the big selling point and a big way to market yourself is like I actually do this. Yes,
0: <laughs> like, totally.
1: It's kind of weird that like the music industry has come to the point where that's a huge selling point of like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm different because I actually do this. Totally, <laughs> without like, you know, um, an insurmountable amount of help from production mm. techniques. <laughs> yeah, no. Matt Garza is another great example too. From Animals as Leaders, is yep. like a guy that doesn't. I mean, I've watched a couple of videos of engineers that have worked on his stuff and they say like, yeah, we don't really quantize it that much. Just, you know, big hits here and there. But for the most part, like he's got such his own unique groove and feel and way he plays that like to grit it would be to would be to ruin it. You know, yeah.
0: the thing that I do like to see um, nowadays, because like you said, there's a lot of records that come out and you kind of listen to it and go, how is that possible to play? And the drummer that gets clearly samples and or programmed or something, and because it's too, it's too perfect sounding, which in the in the case of the record, and this is a metal it's pretty much exclusively, but um, you know in this case of the record, it sounds great and it works, and I, that's exactly like I'm I'm all for it. But I like some of these drummers coming out um, and playing doing playthroughs so that you can see they can play. So like um, August Burns Red mm-hmm. guy he does a playthrough for almost every yeah. thing and he's phenomenal as a drummer. It It might not be live. Out, yeah. It, it might not be live. It might be a little bit, you know, there might be samples or he's not claiming it's live. I don't think, um, but you he, see he him play live
1: it in the title.
0: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You see yeah. him play it. So no, you can be like, he's actually playing this. He can realistically actually hit everything that's in the song and do it and yeah. I don't care if there's a little bit of editing, I don't care if the camera angles are going all over. I can now see that he can actually play this, which is kind of a step above a record and but below a live take, which is fine with me. I love those videos. Mm-hmm.
1: Um Yeah, um I 100% agree. From 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 what my ears can tell, it isn't sample enhanced. Right. Um, or at, at least the older one wasn't. I think the, he released yeah. one newer one. And, the, and they sounded a little bit better. And it was like,
0: oh, are these, are these right.
1: samples now? But definitely the the ones he was releasing initially, I don't think use samples at all. Right, right. Um, and they're definitely not quantized. You Because you can hear a little mm. bit of looseness in it. Or just like a real person playing it as opposed to... Uh, a grid robot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, they're phenomenal. But then that's the thing too. It's like that, those videos got me so jazzed. Yeah. Like I immediately went and played drums after watching those because I was inspired because it was like, Oh, this is real. Like this is a person that has put in his time and his effort to learn and develop his craft and be really good at it. Yeah. I was so much more inspired by that video than I was by another drummer that put out like a cover or something like that. That was clearly, you know, quantized.
0: It's not inspiring when they say it's live and it's you look at it and you're like, that ain't live. That's yeah not inspiring. Exactly. Then
1: I'm just like, okay, well is is this what's expected of me then? Yeah. Because I think that's the thing, is like when you know that what <laughs> you tend to use shortcuts the more you know them yep. too, you know. Totally. Um, so I think If you know that you're gonna um, quantize it and sample replace it anyway, then you're not going to put in as much effort to make sure that the raw drum sounds are as good as they can possibly sound. You're not going to put in the time to make sure that you have that fill just nailed every single time. You're going to put in enough time that that cool fill is like close enough that you Mm. know that you can just like pop it into place in editing. Yeah. So yeah. So to me, like. it's a lot more inspiring to, if you're going to say it's live or put something out that is intended to be interpreted as live to, to be honest about it and to to really just give it a go and, you know, warts and bruises and, and all.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And so this kind of leads me to, uh, uh, my last kind of thought and question here is, is there a reason that this is becoming more of a thing and is it actually, you know, a sign of the industry? Is it a sign of the artists? What's going on? Because to me, I listen to, uh, and I, I fall victim to this as well. But, you know, when I uh, what, what record was it? Go Chuck yourself, Sum Forty One. There was a live record. They mm. f- recorded a mm-hmm. show and they put it on a CD. It was Go Chuck Yourself. It's it was the Chuck record, yep. I think, exclusively. Maybe some other song. Anyway. Uh,
1: No. It it had other songs. It it, it was just a live. It was a show. It it, it was just a live performance. Yes. It had stuff from all others. But it was a live performance. Yes. I think from London, Ontario is where it Might have been. It was a show in London. Yeah. Um, Pretty sure CLA mixed it, too.
0: Yeah, that's why it sounded as good as it did. But that (laughs) that also brings me to my next point. It sounded good, but it was not perfect at all. There clearly did not do any editing any, cause you can hear the crowd. You can hear everything that you can hear the mistakes. Mm-hmm. You can, when he stops playing guitar, there's no guitar when he, you know, and it, it was a record. Yeah. So they could have easily added stuff because it was a recording, no video. Um, mm-hmm. but yet they did that as a record. Now I appreciate that. Do I listen to that record? I've listened to it a handful of times and probably not much beyond that because it doesn't oh. sound as good as the record, you know? So <laughs> yeah. is that a sign of what people want? Is is this whole thing a sign of what people want? Because the people who put out these authentic, actual live records, yeah, I appreciate that. You can, you know, you do what you do, but yet I will go listen to whatever song that's maybe not as live because it sounds good. I just mm-hmm. don't like the branding of live, but it sounds better. So I would listen to it more. Is that what everybody's shifting towards because of what listeners actually are dictating that they want, maybe actual Mm. live performances that are real by artists that might not be great, really don't do nearly as well. So they're like, well, let's edit it a little bit and it'll actually return for us. Maybe, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's gotta be a metric out there that they're Ah, following. Yeah. No one does anything in a major industry without data, (laughs) Data. you know, especially (laughs) nowadays, something to rely on. Yeah. And like, you know, the music industry as a whole is very reactive. Um, the music industry like looks for something that is finally working and then sort of just jumps on it and saturates it as, as much as it possibly can and then waits for the next thing. Yeah, <laughs> But uh, I don't know, maybe. And, and maybe that's the thing too, is like, um, kind of like what we were saying before. I mean, there's this trend of authenticity that's in internet culture. And a lot of this stuff is being released on the internet. Mm-hmm. So that's a trend you sort of have to keep up with. Um, I think the 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 most interesting question you've raised is the re-listenability or the replayability mm-hmm. of it. Of because um, I will say I'm in stark contrast to you. I listen to the jo- Go Chuck Yourself record all the time. I have it on CD. Okay. Popped it on about a month ago, and I was just jumping around my living room. I love it. I think it's so good. Right. They do this. <laughs> they do this like live extended version of the bridge. Yep. In um in the one song I don't remember which what the uh, track was. Um. Maybe no brains, but, uh, uh, and it's phenomenal. It's so cool. And I will re-listen to just that track all the time because I like the live version better than the recorded version. Right. Um, So I think, I I don't think you can make too blanket of a statement. I think it really depends on the artist. I think it depends on what they've done. Because the thing about that, live Sum 41 record is it has so much energy in it. Oh, oh my, my God. God. It does just it? sounds like yeah. they're having so much fun. They're playing every song at least 10 BPM <laughs> faster than they do on the record. Yeah. And it just, it's fun to listen to. It's genuinely so fun to listen to. I
0: um, agree with that.
1: And so, but again, too, like I don't listen to music like a lot of people mm-hmm. do these days. Like I don't listen to a lot of playlists or anything like that. Like I prefer to listen to records. Like yeah. I have them on my phone and, and I pull them up and I listen to the Tooth record front to back. Yeah. Like, that's yep. just something I do, but like, I know that that's not kind of what the average listener is doing. Most people are listening to one song at a time in playlists on Spotify. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I, I don't have the answer. I'm just kind of riff, riff, uh, <laughs> riffing off <laughs> yeah, of what you just said. Totally. Yeah. Um, I think it's honestly just fear for a lot of these major mm-hmm. label artists, though. I think it's just a an unwillingness to show any sort of vulnerable side because I think that for a lot of people will just be interpreted as oh they can't. Ac- then, because here's the thing too is if you re- if you do all of this pitch perfect stuff all the time for for five year career nothing nothing sounds out and then suddenly you release this one video that's live that's not perfect. Yep those people are going to start retroactively questioning everything they've heard from you before that. True. And that's scary. And we've seen examples of that, too. What was that? Uh, there was a video that was going around for a while. It was like a band doing an Nirvana cover, and the singer just blows it. Just, right. It's just awful. Like, it's so bad. Right. <laughs> it's so, like, it's hilarious how like, bad it is. And you can tell he was probably just having a bad day or whatever. Or, yeah has been on tour playing shows. And then they did this like live acoustic set and he just wasn't ready for it. Yeah. But I know that that, did like a lot of people in comments were like, Oh, is he always been this bad or am I just now waking up from the rock I've been living under? Right, Like, yeah, you know, so I think, I, I think that's it. It's just, there's, there's just a fear out there that if you, if you release anything that's because everything is so pitch perfect, so mm-hmm. precise and perfect, if you release anything that isn't, it's going to make people question it. If, have you been faking it this whole time? Totally. Have you always needed all this help? Because people just don't get, the amount of uh, pressure and the amount of um, work that goes into being a professional singer or a professional musician. Like, you're not going to perform perfectly every single time. No. If you play the song five t- five nights a week, you are going to be pretty darn good at it. But you are also going to not care about it a little bit more because you are going to play it three more times yeah. that week. So if you flub one note, whatever, move on to the next one. Yeah. But then when it's being recorded, it's just it's a, it's different, a different game, different thing. No, for sure, because yeah, it's proof it's proof in hand of what you can or cannot do. Yeah,
0: you brought up a really good point because the it's either no brains or or Mister Amsterdam that's on that uh, go check yourself that has a different version. And I agree, love that version. That song I do listen to. I don't listen to the whole record.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then they pump it. Totally. Sorry, I'm just going to like jam it out for for a minute here. So, for all of our listeners, listening, go listen to it just put that in here. Yeah.
0: You know the the live versions, the ones that I really love to actually that I. Because I like perfection, (laughs) I guess, maybe is my thing. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) I make records. I don't go to a lot of live shows because I just want the record version. And so Mm -hmm. maybe that's that's me not wanting the live CD with no visual. At least I have a visual with with Mm. videos so I can see it happening and I like that. But anyway, I like the versions that change something. So those live songs that have a mm. new bridge or the banter, that stuff. I love to hear the banter yeah. of the band. And the when they do something or jokes and different versions where they extend bridges and different solos, whatever it is, those are cool. Or when bands do like an acoustic version, because I think asking Alexandria had somewhere, uh, um, Danny, his, his pitch is not great, but... <laughs> It's a phenomenal, beautiful version of a couple of the songs, Mm. and it Mm -hmm. was—I love it. I don't care if he's not perfect because it's a cool rendition of the song, and I know the song so well, and it's different. And I think Mm -hmm. maybe in some cases, those versions, when you're doing a a stripped-down version or whatever, you can get away with that imagination. You you Mm -hmm. can get away with it more because even with um with uh Architects, those two latest videos that are live mm-hmm. stripped down they're different versions which means i'm okay that his vocal doesn't sound the same as it does in the screamo version that's on the record because yeah. it's that's fine it's a different thing he's singing mm-hmm. in a different style it's okay it just resets your brain a little bit maybe and that's yeah. why a different version i think is the way to go for a lot of people <laughs>
1: You know, yes. If you're gonna maybe, yeah, if you're gonna do a live version and you are self conscious about that, yeah, you're right, man. Maybe the answer is just don't just do, don't just do a live version. Yeah. Is do something different with it, rearrange it, add some other people. Yeah, up your game. I mean, I think that's why I love Architects so much is because I think they're really just upping their game so much. Like this Abbey Road session.
0: Oh my gosh, it was
1: so damn epic. Oh my god, like yeah, I liked the song Animals. It rocked. I love that live version at abbey road totally. like, it's just it's i can't hear it without that giant gong hit that they do for the breakdown like <laughs> yeah. i listen to the the recorded version i'm like oh it needs that giant gong totally. right there you know and and they got the rail spikes in it like they got they had just added a bunch of really cool percussion and even the um the harp Yep. like that's in there like it's oh, oh, yeah. oh
0: dirty oh yeah
1: so dirty uh it honestly it kind of reminded me of when uh bring me the horizon did a uh, live show at the saint albert hall yes they added a choir oh and there's again there's a great but and then they you know they they professionally recorded all the audio they professionally shot all the video but again too like Since they were going to all that effort, they went to the one extra step of just adding a new thing to make their song just elevated that way and make it sound just a bit bigger, a bit different, a bit better. And to me, that's, again, if we want to really get back to it's like, that's what inspires me. Totally. Like, what else can you do? I mean... Oh, man, there's just something about when you get a live orchestra and you pair it with heavy rock music or metal, like, oh, oh my God, my God. I know. <laughs> shit just yeah. gets my blood bumping. I love it so much. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and the thing is, is that they, the that live at Royal Albert Hall, oh, my God. And Ollie's voice is not, not tweaked (laughs) he is not perfect
1: he's well and that was good that was like all sempiternal too right so like they're not even getting into the singing yet he screams the whole thing yeah and he's a little it's a little little horse horse. it's a little yeah by the end but all of the elements and just the ambition of it and just you know the the willingness to just up your craft and you know add to your art i don't care i'm enjoying it i'm I'm having fun i'm 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 rocking out to it, yeah. Yeah,
0: and and to me, those are the ones that I like to go listen to. The difference, like mm-hmm. a, like we said, the different versions. I mm-hmm. don't care that it's not perfect because it's different, and I think that's the thing. Is if you put out a different version, people cannot compare it. To the original, they can't A B it and go. Ooh, you're off pitch-wise, or Ooh, your mm-hmm. guitar isn't perfect because it's a different version, and they so they can't compare it. I think that's where it has to go and where artists should feel more comfortable because I really mm-hmm. genuinely think that listeners will give them a break if it's a different version
1: if they're trying something different yeah. uh, with the source material. Yeah, I 100 agree. Um, another bring me to the horizon example is they've done a lot of like BBC One yep. live studio sets. And they seem authentically live. like' yes. there's, they're not perfect. they're not all. Um, but th- when they've just r- done one of their songs in the studio, I haven't enjoyed that as much, but they did a, a, uh, a reimagining of drown where they did it kind of quiet with like yes. a, a small string section and the drummer um, did a bit more of a percussion setup with some like synth pads. Um, and stuff like that, and I love that version. I mean, that I've I downloaded it and just like added it to the album, so yeah. that it plays anytime I listen to the album. Um, that I listened on repeat. I don't really re-listen to the live versions of um, of just their songs in the studio. Yeah, you know. Um, totally. So to to your point there, I think um, I can definitely say that yeah. Um, if you do a reimagining and you do like sort of a live version of yep. it, I think there's a lot more wiggle room and a lot more intrigue in there. Totally,
0: I think. Basically, either you're doing a playthrough video where it's proving that you can play it, or you're doing Mm -hmm. a live reimagined version, and that is where it's passable, again, to be maybe not perfect, but people will thoroughly enjoy it. And, you know, um, I love the bands are doing that. I love that more bands are doing that as well. Frankly, it feels Mm -hmm. like there's more of that happening where bands are going, you know what, we're going to try something different. And maybe it's everybody's not playing shows, so they're like, well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Might as well try something else. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think, yeah, to me, that's those are. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Those are the two things that catch my interest the most. Is you are in a very um, vulnerable way, very much proving you can actually play this stuff, yep. um, or you're doing a reimagining of a track. And yeah, to me, both of those are just like super interesting, super cool, super worthwhile, and
0: super inspiring and makes me respect the artist even that much more personally. I respect that Ollie maybe doesn't sound like he does on the record, but it's super cool. So I don't care that he tunes himself on the record or does a million takes, whatever the, whatever it actually is. I don't care. It's a record. I am like, this is phenomenal. And you've put yourself out there. I respect that. And I, I think more people respect that than maybe bands give them credit for maybe. Um, or maybe the suits, the, you know, the executives are the ones that (laughs) think this way. I don't know. Again, (laughs) whoever, who who knows who's making these decisions. But, um, (laughs) yeah, I, I, I really think that that's a thing that more artists should aspire to do. Personally,
1: I think that's a great place to wrap it up. Then I think we've come to a, a very lovely little conclusion there for yeah. our first collab. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there we go, first episode with Malcolm as the co-host. Thank you, sir, for coming on here, and uh, woohoo, that was fun. Um, hopefully that was great, man. Hopefully yeah. you at home listening uh, got some insights and thoughts, let me know on Twitter or Instagram or on my website, um, what you think. I'd love to, to chat about this, uh, at Twitter at, and creates or on Instagram or and I'm curious to hear what you say, because I, I say that because, uh, we basically concluded that both of us don't listen to music like most people, so I'm interested to see what the most people <laughs> think about some True, of this. Yeah.
1: And let us know what you think too, in terms of like what's your threshold for yeah. what you could think is live. Like, what is something that like you don't think artists should be should be doing if they're going to say that this is a live performance? I think we've both gone through our do's and don'ts, but yep. uh, yeah, I'd love to hear other people's opinions because, like I said at the beginning. I don't think we're making the rules here. We're just kind of expressing personal opinions and personal preferences. So, yep. um, what is yours? What what is an artist allowed to do or not allowed to do in your opinion? Yeah. If they're going to say that this is a live performance, I'd love to know. I've, let's keep the conversation yeah, going.
0: Let's keep it going, and uh, or let us know if you didn't even think about this or realize this was a thing until we brought it up. <laughs> I'm also curious if you even noticed this, <laughs> or if it's just what us. What the hell
1: are you talking about? <laughs>
0: Uh, well, that is it for the Anna Creates podcast this week. Thank you to my lovely co-host, Mr. Malcolm Cottle, for joining me today. Um, and I will see you next week with another episode. Until then, Malcolm, you know what the last line is. Until then, always be creating. bum <laughs> You gotta be careful what you say because i leave this in (laughs) i'm honestly
1: like waiting for you to just like sync me up with it and just have me singing along with it as the outro
0: (laughs) i tried the the last one that you did it on i tried and you sped up really fast so i did the beginning of it and then i had to like (laughs) well it didn't quite work